we're rolling. Do you feel good about that? Yes. Yes, I do. Great. Let's start the show. Good, great, grand. Fantastic. <laughs> I was about to say fantastic and fantabulous mm. or fabulous, and then I fucked it up. So it happens. That's where we're at today. Yeah. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm. Damn. That <laughs> Whole milk, skim milk, medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? So. Welcome to Age Like Milk podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about um, films and TV and moments in life, perhaps. Who knows where the podcast will go that have aged like milk. And why we say that is because like when you buy a fresh carton of milk or when you make a movie, it's like fresh and good. And you know that it's like, mm, I can drink this. And then you put it in the fridge and over time it goes bad. Similar to how a piece of film or a tv show could kind of go bad wouldn't you say dave david (laughs) i agree yes um some things age very well and can stand the test of time and some just don't and that's what we do on this podcast some things cannot um but who are we hi who are you you go first i always go first i'm david rogers just a bald guy living the dream and you are I'm Paris Herbert Taylor. I thought you were David William Rogers, but it, we've established that you just David Rogers now. Yeah, I mean, it's going to depend on how you're feeling. Day I'm it sorry. Is, if it's a Monday, if it's Wednesday night, yep. how many drinks we've had before I know. we oh, start. God, I've had zero. That's a good yeah. reminder. Uh, yes, I'm Paris Herbert Taylor. I am not a bold man. I also am living the dream in Los Angeles. David and I are friends from this beautiful city. Um, mm-hmm. Hasn't been as beautiful during Corona and fires and earthquakes and crap but you know what we're still here as hard as the city tries to get rid of us you can't do it survivors survivors we are we're remainers we endure people have been uh, people we know have been leaving the city like uh in droves because they can't they don't think there's a place for them in the industry or they're like concerned and we're like we're gonna stay until the bitter end i mean you stick it out and when the good times come you're like man i wish i would have Stayed. Stayed. Wish I would have got it done. <laughs> All those idiots who can't get back in because the rents will be so high. And that's um, that's good on us, I guess, right? Less competition. Yeah. I like. I tell everybody to take the high road. That way I can take the low road. <laughs> and cruise control. <laughs> cruise control. <laughs> uh, great quote. Um, so, David, what uh, film are we doing today? And just hold for one moment while I crack my drink. Hold on. That's some grade A sound effects right there. Oh, Go ahead. like that. What film are we discussing today? The film we are discussing today is Knocked Up in 2007. It's writer-director Judd Apatow. And we are going to chop it up and figure out if this thing ain't like milk. Uh, this movie has some amazing cameos. I rewatched it. I actually wrote a paper on this film at university interesting i did and we'll get into it but i may have matured in that time <laughs> but uh re-watching it now and being a huge comedy fan that i am uh seeing dr ken uh has a little cameo there were just there were so many cameos like jay baruchel is one of the friends i completely forgot i forgot yeah, he's hilarious completely forgot jonah hill was in this movie yeah Completely forgot Martin Starr was in this movie. Harold Ramis. Yeah, Harold Ramis. Ramis, yeah, from Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's, that's the dude. He plays right the there. dad. Um, yeah. Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Ugh, there were just so Craig many. Robinson. So many cameos in this. Of course, Paul Rudd, Leslie Mann, um, and then. B.J. Novak. Was yes. In it? Yeah. B.J. Novak is in from, it. Uh, from uh, 
And Steve Carell, right? You said that. Office. Yes, he Steve Carell is in it because she Playing interviews himself. him on as himself. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, so that, those are all the people that we love in this movie. Let's, um, David, I'm gonna let you kick it off. So, something that landed for you in this film. Well, should we do the synopsis first? Oh my God! Yeah, yes, thank you for keeping me on that. brand. Yeah. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I want to do a quick one. So, a uh, guy with a couple good loyal friends who like to indulge in the marijuana pot smoke. Um, go out one night and <laughs> they meet this lovely, beautiful woman and her sister just hanging out celebrating her job promotion. One thing leads to another. There's some consensual sex without some protection. One slips past the goalie that's non-existent and she gets pregnant. And then we say, all right, this odd couple, they don't really go together. They're kind of, well, he's kind of awkward. She has all her stuff going for her. He's not really situated and voila, they end up together and it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing and a a cute little baby at the end. I do think that this really is boy meets girl, boy gets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl again and vice versa. And like, I use the word boy because the character that Seth Rogen plays in this movie is not a man. Yeah. I mean, he's 23 in the movie. Yeah. And he he says in one scene that he only has nine hundred dollars left from that car accident. Yeah, he won like fourteen thousand dollars in a hit and run from the state or something. Yeah, like that, or from British Columbia. Yeah, and he's and he's like, I think I got nine hundred dollars left, so that should last me at least another year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a stellar cast as we kind of said before, uh, with some really great comedic acting, like, and I think obviously like the two main characters are Catherine and. Catherine Heigl and mm-hmm. Seth Rogen. And I think they work really well together as like this odd couple. Um, Catherine Heigl, I think at the time of this movie was like so hot. She was in like so many movies. I remember from this time period, like 27 dresses. Obviously she was on Grey's Anatomy, which I am yeah. currently rewatching for no reason. Um, there are so many TV shows out there, but there's something comforting about a medical drama where everybody's just fucking in the closet, <laughs> loves it, loves to see it. But uh, yeah, I think you really encapsulated what this film is about. Um, let's talk about some of the things that like maybe haven't aged too well, maybe a bit stinky. Okay. So one of the big things that popped out and when I looked into this a little bit, um, do you think this movie's sexist at all? I do. Okay. I, I mean, I I want to talk about it because mm-hmm. I feel like they're on the flat of it, like coming into this movie. So I'll just tell you guys. So when I wrote this, I wrote a paper about this, you know, it's university. It was for my film class, but uh, my lecturer was a big feminist, which also I am. And so I think I was looking at this film really through a prism of like feminism and I think when I wrote my paper, I was very much like, yeah, this is totally sexist. They make like boob jokes and like sex jokes and homophobic jokes and like, yeah, humping things. David was doing his little pretend humping over there. But uh, I will say like, yes, I do think it's sexist, but I also do think, and I want to get into it, but she chooses what happens to her body. And I know there's a lot of sexist things that happen around her, but I think there's something very empowering I, I want to like look at the good points too, right? Like she definitely says like she wants to have the baby. She's going to do it with him or not. And you could make the argument that like she's the one with the job. She's the one with the money and she's going to do this no matter what. She just kind of like brings him along for the ride. But what did you think? 
Yeah, so to that point, and when I was looking kind of into this, Catherine Heigl even said that in an interview after what did like, she say? when they were promoting this movie. Uh, she said it paints uh, women as shrews, as humorless and uptight, and it paints the men as lovable, goofy, fun-loving guys. Right. It exaggerated the characters, and she had a hard time with it on some days, um, playing such a bitch. Like, why is she being such a killjoy? Right. So, I think I read the same article, yeah, actually. But and I, I guess there's a little tension between like her and... Uh, you know, Apatow and Seth Rogen because yeah. she was saying this, you know, well, when, I, when the movie, when they're doing like the promo for Totally. It. I mean, yeah. I actually have, this movie came out in 2007. Mm. I actually have an article up on my computer from the Hollywood Reporter from 2016. Um, I don't know if Catherine like came out and said more stuff, but basically Seth Rogen was like, uh, this is a quote from Seth. I respect the fact that perhaps she realizes that it has hurt her career and I don't want that to have happened to her at all because I've said a thousand stupid things and I really like her. Um, because I guess you know, um, Howard Stern had Seth Rogen on his thing and was like, what do you think about this? You know, they probably got into talking about it. And yeah, it says that Catherine thought it was a little sexist, but you know, I think Seth Rogen has stood by the film. Um, but to your point, maybe he didn't feel the same kind of way because he was the lovable goofball. Like at the Mm -hmm. end of this film, you kind of come out kind of liking him and liking her more maybe because of him, her character. Yeah. And to her point as well, like her sister mm. was a little stern and she came off as... The kind of killjoy that just... Yeah, with her kids and everything. Mm-hmm. And Paul Rudd's character was also fun and easygoing. Um, He's the fun dad. Yeah. Heigl actually did the interview with Howard Stern as well. And she said, she kind of walked it back a little bit. She said mm-hmm. she liked the movie as a whole. She just didn't like her in the movie. She felt like she was so judgmental, kind of uptight and controlling. And these things um, really went while they were doing it and a lot of it like kind of stuck out of her like that and everybody else was free to improv and whatever like afterwards but um you know she just felt like her character was kind of like an asshole or whatever it's hard to play the straight man or woman in a comedy like this like apatow definitely has like a certain flavor like i don't know if you've ever seen freaks and geeks i have not oh i watch it as an adult and it is so cringy and funny but like the more films of Judd Apatow's I've seen I feel like the more I kind of understand like his flavor of like comedy and his sense of humor and I think you know filmmakers always make films that kind of reflect a little bit of who they are and so when I watch a movie like Knocked Up I feel like Judd is a bit of the Seth Rogen character like he's Mm -hmm. probably the super fun dad I mean we don't know them personally although I do have a friend that works with Apatow's and she's worked there for years and really loves the family and stuff like that um but i would i would guess that judd is like a fun goofy guy just from like the movies he yeah makes. and i've heard a ton of interviews and podcasts that he's been on and he seems hilarious and pretty good natured and i think they shot 40 year old virgin before this okay movie and a lot of the stuff i was reading is he likes to work with a lot of the same people and yeah, 40 like, year old vision was 2005. I yeah, just looked it up because I have the internet. <laughs> and uh, Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd got to kind of riff on off or off of each other while they're playing video games. And you're not, they're like, yeah. you know how I know you're gay and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they're going back and forth. And they kind of had a little bit of that in this movie too in Vegas. And then when they're making fun of each other at uh, Paul Rudd's daughter's birthday. Yeah. Which is Judd Apatow's Iris and Maud. Two, two daughters. Yeah. Which makes me feel really old because if you've seen them lately, like they are full on like adults now. Yeah. She's been in, um, they've been in a couple things as well. 
Yeah, they're both His having daughters. pretty pretty yeah, good careers. Pretty good careers. Yeah, good but one, yeah. I mean, Leslie Mann is also she's also in Forty Year Old Version. Yeah. Um, she's so funny, and she plays like kind of. I don't want to say the same character over and over again, but like she's like this hot, like older lady, older, like the scene, there's a scene in knocked up where she goes to the club and she's like crying. Cause she feels old. And like, she's like, is it weird that I'm here? And Catherine Heigl's like, no, like her character. Yeah. Like, oh. like you, somebody in here would fuck me, right? You'd fuck me. She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an intro. I'm, I'm glad you bring, brought that up. I do think that there are problems. Listen, I think any film that isn't like super current, there is a tendency to like stereotype women a lot. And I think this film does kind of fall into the trap of that where like, yeah, Catherine Heigl's character is like a bit shrewish. If you look at, and by the way, her character's name is Alison Scott. I don't know why we keep calling it because <laughs> it's just her, you yeah. know. But like every woman in this film is kind of a little bit like that like Catherine Wig has like a cameo she plays this like totally uptight bitchy <laughs> like woman from corporate that's like yeah I was really surprised that they like wanted to promote you and then like uh and then he's like you know I wish the the male like executives like I wish you would have told us earlier that you were pregnant because like turns out the the network loves yeah. like pregnant people pregnant and women, you can yeah and Kath and uh <laughs> Kristen Wiig's character is like yeah I don't know why like I just I didn't agree with that <laughs> I'm like I didn't get it either yeah I didn't really yeah. get it either <laughs> and then she's like I still want to be friends though <laughs> so we weird. should hang out after this yeah. um that character uh, I forget his name. Is it um, one of the execs at E? Is it Alan Tudyk? Jack? Yeah, he plays Jack. Okay, yeah, yep. Uh, Jack's character. The first time they talk, and he's telling her to... Get tight? Keep it tight. She's like, you want me to lose weight? And he's like, oh, no, I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> and, and Kristen Wiig's and Kristen like, like, look at the scale, yep. and then subtract so 20 pounds from that, and then weigh that. And she's like, got it. And come back. And come yeah, back, and yeah. come back. She's like, okay. Yeah. So it is kind of interesting. And, and it's, yeah, it is funny too. They do have Ryan Seacrest pl playing himself, mm -hmm. you know. I think they kind of brush over that, like the weight thing, like keep it tight, you mm -hmm. know. But I mean, you and I live in Hollywood, um, right on the border of Hollywood, actually. We're in West Hollywood. And uh, it's, oh, there goes the dog. I think that means my boyfriend's back. Hold, please. Bye. See you guys. Okay. So yes, we live in Hollywood and I feel like there is a double standard and I think this movie kind of like, yeah, the fact that she has to be beautiful and he keeps going like tight and it's like kind of funny, but it's also kind of terrible. Yes, it is. Especially, I mean, I know there's some sex appeal to being on TV, but immediately thought and looked at her, what is she going to look like 12 pounds lighter? 20 pounds. 20, sorry, 20 pounds. Yeah, which... She was skinny in this movie anyway, so. Yeah, she looks good. Yeah. Catherine Heigl can get it. Oh, she can get it. She can get it. She Which is. you can't really say about Seth Rogen. I mean, like, I would, because that's the kind of body type that I'm into. You like that body type. I yeah. do. I think I might go that route for this winter. Fall. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, something to be said for a little fluff-fluff, you know, yeah, you snuggle and, in. And I'll be warmer at yep. night. You won't go that route. You're too healthy. I, you I eat miles for breakfast. I could try could try yeah i maybe eat mile i go hiking once a week in the yeah morning. That's, that's a still looks amazing a i eat nothing but celery puts on five pounds um <laughs> yeah so that definitely was a problem i think do i think this movie was sexist i think it had sexist elements i mean let, let's talk about the glaringly obvious thing and the thing that kind of 
makes this movie a movie and the story the story. Katherine Heigl gets pregnant. And first of all, in no world is just do it already a code to take off the <laughs> condom. So basically, spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie, they are getting down and dirty after a night out. They're both super drunk. And he's fumbling with the condom and is like trying to put it on his penis. And they're hot and heavy. And she's like getting frustrated. And, you know, like she's in the moment. And then she goes, just do it already. And he goes, okay. And he just rips the condom off, throws it. Yep. And then she gets pregnant. And like, I literally like wrote on a piece of paper and like circled it. STD. Like, <laughs> in what world? Like, was he just. That, he was pretty drunk. Yes. She was pretty drunk. Yes. So to his, what he was saying too. Do they make flesh condoms at the end when they're arguing or one of the scenes when they're arguing in the, the thinnest uh, condom in the world? Exactly. Because he's blaming it on her. How could you not feel it? Uh. And well, this is what I'm getting at. So she didn't feel that he's he took it a certain way. They're both hammered. And that was the mistake. They miscommunication. He raw dogged. She oh got pregnant. She, she got preggers. And the she's rest up, is the <laughs> up the duff. Up the duff. Have you heard that before? I have not. Okay, that I might like, be an Australian thing. Um, like yeah, she's though. up the duff. But uh, I don't know. I won't do that voice. <laughs> That's annoying. Um, okay, but yeah. So the the thing I wrote my paper about at college mm. about this movie, and the thing that still to this day grates on my nerves is the fact that they never ever say the word abortion in this movie they say shmushmortion they do say shmushmortion and someone else goes take care of it yeah but and i think her mom brings it up yeah and then one of the friends brings it up too but they never she doesn't even go talk to someone about getting an abortion she doesn't like talk to her girlfriends about Mm it it's pretty obvious from the jump that like she's gonna i mean if you see the poster, you can see she's pregnant. Like yeah. it's, and she's, the she's movie's knocked called up. Knocked Up. Yeah. yeah. She's up the duff. It's called <laughs> Up the Duff. She's up the duff. Um, but I think that annoyed me. And I think, you know, when I was a college, let, let, let me try that again. When I was a college aged woman, you know, like, I mean, I lived in a country that had universal health care. It's this amazing thing. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard of it. I. You can go to the hospital and you don't go bankrupt. And it's, yeah. it's wonderful. I've heard stories. Yeah. Her tales. <laughs> I've heard tales. But anyway, I think as a uni student, like, you know, touch wood, thank God I've never been in a situation where I had to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Again, I am pro-choice. I am, if, if she wanted to have that baby, that's fine. But I do think he really glazed over that topic. Yes. Thoughts, man, who thoughts, doesn't have a uterus. Thoughts, go man, ahead. Who, has, who has penis. That was actually my club name growing up. In, man who uh, has penis. And yeah, I am so happy for you. He is man that has penis. Um, so unique. <laughs> yeah. So interesting and correct. But okay, so a couple things. I looked into some of the articles I was reading about it. They were saying kind of the same thing. It wasn't really any type of discussion. She just made the choice, and they never pointed to why she made the choice to have the baby, to keep the baby. She just had a conversation with her mother who said her stepdaughter, or right, her stepsister took care of it mm-hmm. and now she has a real baby and she's happy. Do you remember that scene? Yes, a real baby. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, shit. That's a bit of a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tug on the collar. Exactly. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, so, so with that, and then also to, you know, judge credit it is a harder conversation for sure maybe 
he wanted to address it without actually, I'm just saying, not saying the word abortion, right? He wanted to talk about it saying, you know, these conversations happen, but it is a kind of sensitive subject. I'm just, yeah, I think maybe. It, I, it is. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's a very divisive mm-hmm. subject. I think it's especially divisive in America. It still is now. It's a huge yeah. thing. I mean, yeah, I think, I think for me as a woman viewer, if they had just addressed it a little bit more instead of very like much glazing over it or like speeding past it and really talked about like her options, then I would have been a little bit more satisfied with the fact that she just decides to go ahead and have the baby. So from script standpoint, like artist standpoint or actor with choices, what would you have liked to seen just a little more of a discussion or yeah. more of a conflict within her character? Ooh, yes, Going that. back and forth. <laughs> that one. I will that take is that the one, one, please. Yes, yes yeah. I would have liked to see her have a look. Listen, if I was in that situation and I like might have to have an abortion, I feel like I would really, you would see me really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I'd be like journaling or I'd be, if I'm like a character, I'd be talking to a friend that has a baby. Maybe there were these scenes that got cut out, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, we just had, I just felt like it was kind of quickly glazed over. I mean, yeah, she never really addresses like what's going to happen to her career. She's kind of worried about it, but not really. Yeah. She I mean, like she's just getting started, but she was, she just got the promotion to be on camera. Yeah. But, it would so it's a couple different situations which i think this instance with her and her new job and it's a one night stand she just met the guy yeah. and got knocked up so i i do think to your point that they should have had a little more of a conflict there her inner conflict yeah. thinking like oh it would have been different like, if, i don't know this guy yeah. i just started a career i have like literally no idea who this man is yeah. other than if it was say somebody who was dating somebody for a few months totally. and then it's like yeah, they or even date, been okay, out on a few dates and like yeah. kind of met their friend. Yeah, yep. and it's like okay, I guess we, sh- I guess we're just gonna do this. And, and not just like, oh. to kind of keep on the same vein, like she, they kind of decide. Like I wrote it down. It's like they, they're like, okay, let's try, let's make this work. And it's like, okay, I can believe a world in which you get pregnant and you don't believe in abortion or you don't want to have an abortion for whatever personal reason. Like we don't really go into it in the film. But to then think that like, oh, now we have to pl- try and play happy families. And like they do, they start dating. Mm-hmm. And it's like just so to me out of left field. Like, you know, again, this is from 2007. We're 13 years along now. I know it's not the same world. But like, I feel like if I had a one night stand, I wouldn't Im- immediately assume that I was going to be like dating this guy now. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, you've decided to be in the baby's life. Like we can be friends and we can see what happens. But it feels like they very quickly become a couple. Yeah. For the movie's sake, you got to jump okay, into it. Okay, sure. Though. Yeah. But I do get what you're saying. Yeah. Otherwise, they're not getting in any mischief and arguments. Right. And he's not meeting the family. And sure. Yeah. But and to his side, he did. He had the conversation with his good buddies. And Jonah Hill's character is the one that's saying, yeah, you should get a, sh- a shishmorshin. And then Jay Baruchel's character is like, yeah. I will raise it. I'll, no, he said, I will rear that baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm going to rear your child. And then someone and then Jason giggles. Segal's character, Jason, you hear that? He said he's going <laughs> to rear your child. I thought there were a lot of great quotes in this movie. See, I thought that was like too much. I was like, stop. <laughs> I think it's there was, the, the group of guys, like it was just yeah. dick joke, dick joke, gay joke, gay joke. I was like, poop okay, joke. poop joke. Yeah. Oh humping god. stuff yeah. boobs i'm like oh my god who was this movie made for do you think this so is fun. a movie for guys 
I think it would. I think it leaned a little more towards guys. But here's the thing: who would you say is a main star of this film? Catherine Heigl. Yeah. And I think it is. I think it's a a rom com, a chick mm-hmm. flick made by a man, with the element of these like stoner bros. It's like yeah. it's similar to like in She's All That how they had that like pube scene and like the, they. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were trying to appeal to all quadrants as they say both quadrants yeah. male and female um i will say that i watched this with my partner whose name we will not say and he until you interview him get to interview yeah. him uh and he we finished the movie the first time around and he goes yeah i don't need to see that movie again like he had seen it before and he's like yeah i get it like yeah i get it i yeah. got it i, I don't I know mean, how you felt about I, it i i laughed my ass I did laugh I've seen actually this multiple times. Yeah, I think it's I think it's hilarious. But I wrote down some of my funny lines. Yeah, yeah. Should we talk about those? You want to do some funny quotes? Yeah, I don't know why this <laughs> made me laugh, but I wrote down I eat a lot of spaghetti. Someone said that. Uh, uh, Seth Rogen's character. Yeah. Because he's talking about how much, like how poor he is yeah. or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I eat a lot of spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That laugh. Admittedly, I had had some marijuana myself the first time I watched this again okay. after a while. So I think they were just like really stupid things that were making me laugh. <laughs> um, I'll jerk it later, I wrote down. Oh, when they're in the club? Yeah. Now that's, see, that's a funny scene. It is a funny right? scene. Right? He sees her up there or they have the, he's going to buy her a drink or he does buy her a drink, throws down 20 bucks, grabs two beers because they couldn't get a hold of the bartender. And he's like, man, I totally fucked it up. Like, she was into me, blah, blah. And Jason Segel's character, oh, go talk, go talk to, to her. her. And he's like, nah, I'll just nah, jerk I'll it later. Just jerk it later. I thought that was funny and relatable. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was a little high. Also, I didn't write down any of the time codes. And again, because I was a little high. And my partner was like, you should be writing down the time codes of these. And I was like, nah. You write down time codes? I haven't been. I should. <laughs> just saying. Um, I also wrote it's it's still chicks, but I, oh, it still clicks. Oh, when he hurts him, he talks about his injury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from getting hit by a car. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So, <laughs> okay, I got a couple. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'll show you Meg Ryan's bush. <laughs> oh yeah. When they're talking about flesh, their flesh of the stars website. By the way, I looked up. Yeah. That's. It's, I only found like a band or something like that. I, I didn't well, I was gonna say I scene. emailed Ben at fleshofstars.com yeah. and I got nothing. Oh, I didn't even get a. Yeah. I didn't even get like a bounce back. I was just like, okay. Uh, Jason Siegel's character, whose name is Jason in the film. Yeah, they're all <laughs> Martin Star is Martin. Uh, Jay Turner is Jay. Jonah. Yeah, uh, which is hilarious. Um, if a woman's on top, she can't get pregnant. It's gravity. Yeah. <laughs> which, They're all so stupid. I think, is, I think that might be kind of true. It is not. Uh, <laughs> it is not true. Do not. Kids, if you're listening, <laughs> if she's on top, it's gravity. No. No. Don't be knocked up. Don't be in your own version of knocked up, guys. Okay. Just wear a condom. <laughs> and if she says, just do it already, she just means put Quicker. the condom Quicker. on basta. And if we're talking about it, then women, if you're in the situation, say women, women's or anybody, anybody, anybody with your person say, hurry it up, put the condom on or do you need help? You know, do you need help? Would Would you like like me to hold your balls down or so you can get the the roll down? Well, he couldn't do it. What's her extra set of hands? Maybe she's more delicate fingers. You never I'll know that. I guarantee she has more delicate fingers a than a woman's touch. Oh my god. <laughs> um, okay, but yes, can we just quickly touch on? So we talked about fleshofstars.com. Yeah. What the fuck? 
I think. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, they needed a business plan. He was running out of money. Yeah. They've been working on it. They don't it for, have a business plan. For months. They're, they're about to get it up. They're doing the work. They're watching all the movies. They're, no, he points out that some of them have been watching movies with no nudity in them, which is just a waste of time. <laughs> How do you know if there's no nudity unless you watch the film? Okay. So they're, they're pioneers. They're crossing them up the list, which I thought was really sweet of Allison, Catherine Heigl's character. When she's pregnant and they're dating, she's sitting on the couch. And she's like, and she's like oh, boobs, boobs, yeah. boobs, boobs, boobs. And they're like, credit oh, man, boobs. that's like 30 seconds in. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he said, never get opening credit bush. Yeah. So. I know. I wonder if Julianne Moore was like friends with Judd or like, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of like pop cultural references where they make fun of people. Like for sure, Steve Carell was obviously friends with Judd. Yeah. She interviews they, him and he's like kind of a jerk. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, you look great. And she's like, no, I look like a fat cow, fat sweaty cow. And he's like, uh, <laughs> I gotta go. Um, yeah. I did think it was a little bit too much gay jokes. I feel like someone who is gay might be a little offended. Yeah. That's still, I think, a little, at that time, kind of. Calling out, yelling gay was still funny, which or, it's. Um, or calling people the F word. The F word, yeah. Uh, Leslie Mann's character called um, called that doorman. Oh, he's famous. Uh, a, fact, a couple times, the F word, which is not cool. Um, yeah, he's he was in uh, The Office, Craig Robinson. Yeah, he he was listed as club doorman, so <laughs> but he had some funny funny lines about he's like man I would totally knock that down or what did he say tear that up he's like but you're too old you shouldn't be in here yeah and, and she she's too pregnant for him. as shit yeah, yeah. what's she even doing out here but yeah, yeah. there's I some of the stuff I read um, about the homophobia in this and that's I think right at the time right so we're still coming out of that you shouldn't be using that word in a derogatory mm-hmm. way even if it's just about like a guy to a guy calling, you know, another guy like, uh, you know, like he's soft or something like that. You yeah. Know, not necessarily calling him gay or whatever, but just not using that yeah. F word. I mean, we got a lot of friends all. in the LGBTQ. Yeah. Um, but it, if, if com- there's any word that's uh, derogatory or hateful, if somebody takes it as hateful, right, you should, yeah. nobody should use it. If a group of people deem a word. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is a hateful word for us. Okay. Enough said. Yeah. You know. And I, yeah, so I think that part of it really aged like milk mm-hmm. because I don't think there would be a stoner comedy now where they would be doing that. No, no. They might come up with other stupid names, but like, yeah, I guess I can accept its place in history. Um, okay, so another thing that aged like milk was uh, they are running out the door and they're like, quick, Spider-Man 3 starts in eight minutes. And I couldn't tell if they were talking about like on the TV. I think later I figured out they were going to a cinema. Yeah, they were going to the movies. Okay. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, remember like they just they were like putting on the TV and just like watching whatever was on. And I was like, oh man, remember that? Yeah. I guess the yeah I think they ran out the door. To yeah. Go see Spider-Man theater. three. How can you get to the movie theater in eight minutes? I so if it starts in eight minutes, they probably got twenty eight to thirty five minutes right before that movie starts. Right. So and you never know they could be living. We live right down the street from AMC. Yeah, we still would be too stressed out to go with eight minutes to spare. Really? Like parking and like... I mean... You think you can make it? Oh, yeah. Hop on a bird or a, a lime scooter. I'm not going to do those birds. Have you seen how many people have hurt themselves? I mean, I've... You get your $14,000 from getting hit by a car. Yeah, and then you don't have to work for nine yeah. years. That's right. <laughs> Just eat a lot of pasta. Um, another thing that aged like milk in this was the they run out of the house during the earthquake and then the cop comes and he throws the bong because weed wasn't legal. But now it is. Yeah. I mean, every 
like marijuana store in LA looks like a Apple store. <laughs> you walk in, it's this whole experience. Yeah. And the, they call them bud, what do they call them? Bud tenders. Okay, so let's talk about the two relationships. So we got Catherine Heigl and Seth Rogen. So we got mm-hmm. Allison Scott and, and Ben Stone. Ben Stone. And then we've got uh, Paul Rudd's character, Pete, and Leslie Mann, Debbie. Debbie yes. And Catherine Keigel's character is obviously living in the guest house or whatever. But you kind of see this, like, yeah, this side-by-side comparison, like, mm-hmm. of this young kind of loser guy, Seth Rogen's character, and he knocks his girl up. And then you've got, like, this perfect family. And, and Paul Rudd's character, Pete, is still unhappy. He's, like, sneaking out of the house. Uh, she finds him in a basement. She thinks he's having an affair. It's a fantasy baseball team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he kind of like talk, oh, that was something that kind of actually did annoy me. He talks about like how he needs time to himself and she's like, I need time to myself. And he brushes over it. He does. Does he rush yes. over it? Okay. So this is, this is some of the things I wrote down about this. Cause I think this is a realistic relationship in mm. this movie. Right. Even though some of the stuff I looked into Leslie Mann, her character did Debbie did a lot of the times look like the bad guy, but it was, she was kind of redeemed a little bit because Seth Rogen in Vegas was kind of yelling at Paul Rudd's character. Being like, like, you have everything, man. Yeah. She just wants to love you and you can't accept her love. Like she's amazing. She does her hair different. Yeah. (laughs) Just when they're on shrooms. Little things. Yeah. But it's, um, I, I agree with that. You do. They've been married for a while. They have two younger girls you need some space in your relationship. Now, he went about it the wrong way, lying no, and being deceitful. I don't think it's bad that he took time for himself, but yeah. I think when she turned around and said, I need time for myself, yeah. I just wrote it. He doesn't, he just like doesn't really acknowledge it. Does he say like, what do you want me to say? Yeah, he just, yeah, he he's just like, I just wrote times. down, he like yeah. dismisses it, I wrote yeah. it. And I thought, you know, that's kind of a problem because uh, I I do think women tend to, first of all, the whole like we kind of talked about it before like with Katherine Heigl's character being pregnant and stuff they're like yeah that's great have the baby and like we love pregnant people but then you know tight again it's mm-hmm. like women are in this and I'm facing this sort of thing myself because I'm going to be 32 and it's this thing where it's like you want to have a career like as a woman you want to have it all and there's been all this literature about how you can have it all and now there's more stuff coming out now saying like you shouldn't have to have it all like you men can work and they don't they don't get shamed if they like go back to work like three days after the baby's born you know women Mm. it's like this struggle with like being a mother and being a working woman and for leslie mann's character i don't think we ever really establish if she has a job or not but like she's this full-time mom and like you know he's kind of like i need my space too and it's like i don't like this idea that women them being a mother is the whole thing that they do She's, yeah, a, she's I got agree. needs. I mean, if, oh, you're saying if that's all they should do and that's it. No, but. no, I'm just saying like, you know, he, what I think, what I read is him being kind of dismissive of her saying yeah. she needs stuff. Like, okay, to be fair, like, as I'm thinking about it, like she does go to the club a couple times with her sister, like, mm. but he's disappearing all the time and he's lying and saying he's at work. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing to me. I mean, you should have your personal space in a, in a relationship. You should have do stuff with your friends. This is just my personal opinion. No, I agree. But I think if you guys are, you know, you're on top of each other all day, but that's, that works a lot well if you guys are in constant communication. You know, it's like, hey, I'm doing something with my girlfriends tonight. Cool. 
you know, I got the kids. We'll watch a movie yeah. or something. Or next week, she's she wants to go do something by herself. Yeah. Done. But also, she kind of says, like, she wants to do something with him. Yeah. And I think... Like, she wants to see Spider-Man. Yeah, and then it was I want to see Spider-Man. So I don't want to see it without you. Yeah, yeah. She's but, like, go see it. And why can't it be... So, that's another thing, you know. If, if she wants to do stuff like that, then, yeah, you should be asking her. And it doesn't have to be a thing. They yeah. should just be able to go and get away for a couple hours together and i do i do think she kind of says like i want to do stuff with you Mm -hmm. and i think it's hard like and maybe this is just something i'm reading into it but you have this couple that's about to have a baby and then you've got this couple that has two kids and like the perfect life and whatever do does paul rudd's character actually seem like he likes leslie man's character like they don't seem like friends anymore they don't seem like they're you know in love they're just kind of like operating and they're just like surviving and having kids and going from point A to point B. And I think that's something that like the Catherine Heigl, Seth Rogen relationship really highlights. Like he's, his life is a mess. Mm. They are not prepared for this, but they are still individual people. Yes. But the contrast is a lot farther in their relationship and their life together. Yeah. Being married, having two kids. And that does happen. Yeah. Right. They just kind of get, like you said, in a mode and they're just kind of walking through life. Exactly. And he, he realizes that, you know, she wants to give him his love and she's perfect and he he's rejecting her. So it's not anything to do with her. It's more of Pete's character, Paul Rudd, rejecting that and pushing right. pushing her away for whatever reason that he's still trying to work out and figure out. You right. Because he, he admits all that in Vegas. Right. But, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think you do need your personal space and relationship and it should be... A normalized thing yeah if someone's out and about and oh you don't have to be with your significant other no right and i mean i do believe and i also think it's oh it should be okay like for the dad to be at home being oh, the provider and yeah. you know letting letting right. leslie's character out exactly it's not even letting you know what yeah I, mean? it's, I know you're saying i'm um you're playing but you're unit picking yeah well it, Drink your for, whiskey. For Drink this, your straight whiskey. <laughs> for this, it should be. It should be kind of clear cut and and normalized that you can have you can have your home life and you can have your indivi- a little bit of individuality. Yeah. It doesn't have to be just your relationship reality. I know it's just right. like a sh- like a shortish movie. Actually, mm-hmm. it's not that short. I think it was like over two hours. But how come we see Paul Rudd's character going off to play fantasy baseball and we see Seth Rogen's character with all these male friends around him, but we never really meet any of Leslie's friends and we never meet Catherine's friends. She bumps into them in the parking lot and they're like, Oh my God. Hey. And then like, that's it. We don't see these women having like fleshed out lives. Whereas the guys I feel like have, we're kind of hinted at that they have these whole universes around them. Mm -hmm. I just think that's weird. Yeah. But again, male writer, and director right. so maybe he's pulling off some of his past experiences of growing up or women are so knows. mysterious who are their friends where do they go <laughs> do what do they, they do friends? yeah they only hang out with their sister but i did that scene where he i felt like maybe she was a little bit um like embarrassed to be with him coming out of that baby mm. store and not not admit it and it's like oh i see you on e all the time it's great but yeah they didn't really put too much backstory in the in the women's characters it was just they kind of exist in the lives of (laughs) i'm not doing this loudly i got something in my straw (laughs) hold on please back up because i was like couldn't figure out why i couldn't get the whiskey mama needs her whiskey (laughs) she had a very long ice cube stuck in her straw okay so i was 
talking about Jed Aptow and you know his personal experience. Yep. Uh, but yeah, how they didn't in this film give too much, like you're saying, much of a backstory, but a bunch of history of the women and their individuals' lives. It was like they're a part of the men's lives yeah. in this. Because you asked me who's the main character, and I said Catherine Heigl. Yeah, which I agree too. But then if you think about it truly, who has the more interesting backstories? It's Seth. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got his friends fucking farting on pillows, getting pink eye, which I wrote <laughs> down. I was like, duh. It's just hilarious. Disgusting. You think that's hilarious? Oh I was God, like, it's Ooh. So funny. have you had pink eye? Because then, it's, no. I've seen it. I used to work with kids <laughs> and it's fucking disgusting. But Martin, uh, star Martin's character, he comes back and he's like, oh shit, Martin, you got it really bad. And he goes, no, I'm just really high. Yeah. <laughs> he can, like barely open his eyes. Yeah. And then they're in, when they're in Vegas, um, Seth Rogen looks over to Paul Rudd and he's getting a lap dance. He's like burying his face oh, in that stripper's butt. That was a lot. And he goes, oh. now that's how you get paid. That guy. was a lot. <laughs> Listen, sex work is real work and I respect the exactly. fuck out of that. But nobody wants a random butt in your face. If you're going to do it, it has to be showered and all that. I mean, that's me personally. I mean, it's it's been done. Oh. <laughs> um... <laughs> There was only one black man in this whole movie, and he played a doorman. The doorman. And yeah. she called him a fag repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. She screamed a lot of abuse at him. Not cool. There was no people of color in character roles. I mean, the most uh, foreign you got from a main character was being Canadian. Well, um, yeah, I guess. As far as foreigners, are you saying just... There was just like, I mean, that was like, to me, that was... City-wise, too, because, you know, some of the doctors, right? Oh, yeah, Ken. Ken, yeah. Um, But yeah, very... Not a lot of diversity. Very white cast in this. White, yeah. But being a biracial, bald, handsome man, I would say that didn't really stick out to me crazy in this movie. Really? Maybe maybe it's just because it's a comedy. Maybe. And I don't know, and that's like just hit my mind just now that there was no because i normally do uh, notice just notice stuff like that but i'm feeling now that we're talking about it maybe i only see that in dramas interesting or like period well stuff. like when it's portrayed like negatively or well like a negative character is you know an ethnicity but i'm just thinking it was pretty blatant in some of the movies we discussed yeah but this one never Never really stuck out. It just didn't pop out to me. I was just, you know, laughing at jokes. Yeah, I mean, I definitely noticed it. Um, And I am white. I am not a handsome, biracial, bold man. I am a average-looking white white girl. Very pretty. Oh my god. Um, No, it was, it was a, it was weird. I, I noticed it. And yes, you're absolutely right. Um, Ken was is Asian. Um, Mm. uh, but again, I felt like they kind of leaned into the stereotypes a little bit. You know, like they. I mean, I get that it's comedy and we kind of like use what we have to like make fun. Yeah. But why? What's the stereotype? I, didn't of, really, of I guess it really didn't. But he was like, I guess he was just a dick. Yeah. And he lightened up. I thought that was a, a funny scene when you when they talked in the hall. Yeah. He's like, this is good for us. Or this yeah. is healthy. This is healthy. We're bonding. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, he was one of maybe eight different OGBYNs doctors, right? Is that the, right? She, she saw... She saw so many uh, gynecologists and baby and doctors to deliver that baby throughout this movie. Seth Rogen even said it. He's like, "We're driving all these, all these different 
Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, Tim Bagley was the guy who played the doctor that she was supposed to have, and mm-hmm. he was like, "I never take vacation," and then she <laughs> takes vaca- He takes vacation. Yeah. yeah, we had B.J. Novak, who was um, one of the other GPs that they yeah. te- check out, and I'm trying to find the name of the person who ends up being the the one that they call. Remember, he ca- she calls, and he's like, "I can be there." Oh, it's J.P. Manu. I recognized him. Um, his name's JP Manu. He's like kind of the short, bald guy. He is uh, also in Community. He looks kind of like the dean in Community. You'd probably okay. remember him if you, yeah. I'll have to do that. He's funny. Um, but, um, okay, a couple things else that like, because we're getting along the tooth and I want to keep it clapping mm-hmm. along. Um, they use the word midget, which I don't think you're allowed to use anymore. I think you were supposed to say little person. Little person, yeah. Um, also they use the R word, mm-hmm. which I was like, Ugh. listen, Australians use that word a lot and I've had to train myself not to cause Americans don't like it. And it's not a nice word. It's not a nice word. Um, but again, similar to using gay as a derogatory word, I feel like it's something that we've all just done. And now we're like, oh, this is actually upsetting to mm-hmm. people. Exactly. Um, yeah, they keep, they keep saying Leslie was old, which she looks like she can <laughs> get it in oh, this movie. Definitely. Um, what else did I have? Oh, um, yeah, when they're at the baby store. Okay, this is a small thing, and maybe I'm just annoyed because of a gender reveal recently, which mm. caused a massive fire in California. Uh, they're at the baby store, and they get into, like, a fight, and he goes, buy something pink. It's a girl, by the way. And I know that I was, like, really high at the time, but I was like, girls don't have to wear pink. Like, he just kind of says it at as a... At the baby sh- store? Maybe it's not at the baby no, store. No, because at the baby store, she... He, uh, she didn't know he was keeping. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, when they got in the fight, when, they when the she's fight. on that scale, when he, she kicks That's him out of the car and he has, he has to walk to the That's appointment. Right. Yeah, My bad. Yeah. So yeah, they're, yeah. they're in the car and she, he goes, buy something pink, by the way, it's a girl. And like, I was like, fuck that. You don't, I just, maybe that's just a small me thing, but like, I don't think, I think baby should wear whatever the fuck colors. Like, I agree. I agree. And I, I really, I don't like the gender reveal thing. I think it's a fun idea to have a party to be like, but well, also, but that's because I also like have you a, you can do it with a balloon. I mean, you, paint. but okay. But like, seriously, what is the obsession with baby's genitals? Like, because we have such a healthy transgender community these days that like, I know some people like would debate and be like, you can't let a kid like pick its own gender. But like, I truly think that you yeah. should like, I don't know. I, I feel it's stupid, but it's uh, the, tr- the it's a gender reveal. Yeah, it's a reason for people to get together. I think that's what a baby shower is for. Yeah, but they do. I mean, how many other dumbass parties <laughs> do people make up just to, yeah. <laughs> just to have a get together and drink? And I, I just want the cake and the gender yeah, reveal. Yeah. I like the thing where they cut into the cake and then it's a thing. And it's, uh, but could we have different colors? Could it be like yellow and green? But then purple. And what what you're still attributing a color to? I a, guess. <laughs> yeah, you're it's right. A, it's green. It's a turtle. Um, but I don't know. I, you could do away with all of them. Just right, um, right now it has a penis, or right now it has a, yeah. <laughs> has a vagina Currently, on the cake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do they want to? Whatever they want to do with it is. is we'll yeah. see when they're we'll see. when they grow up. Um. So just a couple more things that uh, were weird. Um, in the Lamar's classes, I think that's what they're called, where they're like mm-hmm. training for the birth. It was all heterosexual couples, which I thought was weird and not reflective of our world. Yep. Um. Another thing was. Um, Adam Scott plays a male nurse and Seth Rogen is really weirded out that they, they, they have a male nurse, which I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, again, it's just like him um, being, uh, you mean a nurse, a nurse, my, uh, older brother's a nurse. That's nice. Yeah. 
that makes me like him a lot. He rocks. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, they made fun of Stephen Hawking. They did like a little beep disabled bar, thing, beep, beep, beep. which I thought was like, I have a forever extending penis. Yeah. I was like. Mm. <laughs> Okay, so what about that? I'm just like, I don't know, maybe I'm just like sensitive to people making fun of disabled people. Yeah. Like, Stephen Hawking was a fucking genius. <laughs> exactly, so that's what, I think we've talked about this before, is he really punching down? I mean, that dude put a stamp on human history. Yeah, but I'm sure he didn't like to be made fun of being disabled. Like, I'm pretty sure he knew, well, he, was, knew no, he was disabled. Exactly. But, but I just think it's the hand things where he was like doing the little hands, but the is computer. It, a, it is an honest representation because he i mean he that's how he moved around right and, and spoke yeah maybe i'm just <laughs> sensitive to president doing his little hand well that dude's a piece of shit mm. but um and he was making fun of what a, like a reporter yeah a disabled right? reporter. yeah see that's and that's kind of so it's fine I, to make fun of a disabled genius no it's not even like i said it's it'd be like for me i kind of say it's it's somebody punching down or not i mean dude literally changed the world I know. in physics. I still so. thought it was like kind of a cheap shit. Yeah. That's my, okay. that's my personal yeah. feeling. And um and then the last thing that I want to say that like kind of annoyed me was like I know it's really funny to portray like pregnant women as hysterical. She's like screaming and stuff like when she's mm-hmm. pregnant. But it's also like I would like to see a man give birth. You know, like th- th- there's like there's this humor that we've built up and it's like such a cliche joke in movies where it's like she's like get out of here like and she's screaming and stuff. Yeah. I feel like any woman pushing a watermelon out of a hole that I can tell you is not that big. Not that big yeah. Or like having to get their stomach sliced open and Ooh, like their C-section. intestines moved around like we should all be just so grateful to be here that our mothers like went through all that shit and like literally 50% of the population like goes through it and I'm done with this like hysterical pregnant woman trope. Yeah, um, which I mean we did see the crowning scene in this movie. That so. oh did you watch the unedited version? Because there's two versions. Uh no, I watched the the real version. The regular version. Oh, and they still and have they, the crowning. They had the crowning scene in so the, I noticed on we I watched this on Amazon and I noticed they had two versions. They it did. was like the unedited and yeah, the edited. I so picked the edit, the regular one. I chose Just the, the unedited. R rated one. Yeah. yeah. And that was yeah, too much. That's something. But um to your point, he when they got in that argument, Seth Rogen even says he's like, "Not you, I'm Pregnant talking to the you. I'm talking to the hormones, like yeah. fuck you, hormones." Yeah. So obviously, guys, we don't know what's that, what's that, what that is like, and we can't relate to that. So I did like that Ben Stone, Seth Rogen's character, did say like, "Fuck you, hormones." Right. I'm not saying fuck you. You. Allison, who I you know I care about, and we're gonna have a baby. It's yeah. these fucking hormones that are getting to you, and you I know, guess I that haven't you're, that you're trying to. Deal I haven't with. been in any delivery room, so I don't know. Maybe this is a real thing, mm-hmm. but yeah, just this like idea that like the woman becomes like a monster. <laughs> like she's literally going through the most painful, traumatic thing to bring a human life into this world. Let's yeah. just not make fun of it and uh jay goes i'm gonna it doesn't sound right i'm gonna go see if i can help (laughs) and then he comes back yeah i thought he's like promise me you won't go in there (laughs) (laughs) i think a lot of those guys are actually canadian i mean jay for sure is he's got the tattoo tattoo. seth rogan is Mm -hmm. i don't know if martin star is but i think he might be i have to look it up um and i love that seth rogan has is always like working with his boys Yep. I mean, I know Judd. And Judd, he, he puts a lot of them together because he did Freaks and Geeks, yep. right? He did 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yep. 
Um, yeah. We haven't really talked about Jason Siegel's character too much. I found him <laughs> so creepy and annoying. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, how far along are you? Yeah, the milk will come soon. Yeah, and he looks at her breasts, <laughs> yeah. and like even like he just reminded me of the guy in class that would like wear a fedora mm. and was like using big words and like so philosophical yeah. and um, you know, he's like, oh, and are you uh? are you her husband? And he's like, hmm. Just like kind of like a neck beard that's like, I could steal your girl. I'm just like super yeah, awkward. Amazing. There's that one scene, he's talking to somebody, he's like, okay, I want to go make a protein shake. Yeah. <laughs> he just walks off. Oh, you know who else we didn't talk about? Martin's girlfriend. Charlene Yee. Yeah. Jody. Yeah. Jody. She's, she's like, like should we show my boyfriend here? <laughs> Imagine. Just kidding. Maybe. Or not really. Yeah. yeah. He's like the baby, like eats all your food. Are you mad at Are the baby? Are you mad at the baby? Yeah, yeah she reminded me of like, geekhead. yeah, total dork. Yeah. But I mean, listen, the, the characters in that house were so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, there were just so many, there were some funny parts. I mean, I definitely laughed out loud. I was high as fuck on <laughs> edibles, but I laughed out loud, like stupid things. But then when I sobered up, I was like, hmm, kind of left a bit of taste in my Like maybe I would have drunk the milk. Like I would have enjoyed the milk and then later realized that it expired like yeah. four days ago and okay. been like oh my tummy hurts yeah yeah so that's kind of how i feel i feel you so is this movie still funny to you and it holds up if they remove some of that derogatory language and i think know. it comes down to what we fundamentally talked about like i think that i have still a problem with this movie for not addressing abortion more head-on I think okay. it's too glazed over. I think the whole, pr- and I get what you're saying. Like the whole premise of the movie is like, they're the odd couple and they're having a baby. And like, yeah. that's kind of the story. But I think, yeah. Does it, does that completely change the movie though? Because it is knocked up. They're going to have a baby. That's what we're kind of getting into. And the things that come along with that and that relationship. So, is it what if she was too i mean my pitch for this movie Mm -hmm. if i had been an executive at the time would have been like she's dumb and she doesn't find out she's pregnant until she's four months along or something you know like she's it's too late to have an abortion so that's why her choices are have it and keep it or have it and adopt it out okay i mean that would have really squished the timeline and i think that like yeah she just never wavers you know she just like decides to do it i think i would have seen more conflict yeah, or at least if it wasn't even conflict, more of leaning in towards this is why right. I'm keeping it. So even if, and I know what you're saying um, they they glazed over it, but if if it was more even, this is the reason I'm keeping it because then you don't even have to go talk about abortion, right? You could have right. just left the scene in with the mom, and she just dismisses that because she was leaning this way the whole time. Yeah, and she's like, no, like I'm doing this, like I love my nieces, and this is what. I, I maybe if there was like a biological time thing, or she's like, this is my last chance, my embryos mm. are dying, or maybe like she didn't know she could get pregnant, and like so it's a miracle baby. Like yeah. I just feel like there are stronger ways for it to be like this is my only option okay. and then maybe that's just a personal thing yeah. see i feel like a, a christian person watches this and it's like oh this she made of course <laughs> made totally <laughs> the right the choice. only yeah. option yeah um so do you think that this film aged like milk um i think parts parts of it so we've talked about this on the podcast earlier maybe maybe powdered milk but i still think if you do remove some of those aspects like calling somebody the f word or, you know, I, I don't think the abortion thing 
bothered you as bothered much. me because um, they just moved along that she was going to keep it. Right. Right. And she just didn't even really respond to her mom when her mom was talking about that option. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when um, Seth Rogen had that discussion with his father, same thing. Like, you're the best thing that ever happened to me, son. Mm-hmm. So they were both um, kind of pushing that way, like, you know, let's yeah. do this. And then he was kind of supportive, like, you just got to tell me what we're doing here. Um, total d- 180. Yeah, go. Um, one of the strippers in the movie was Stormy Daniels. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I was glancing down on IMDb, and I was just looking at something, and I did a double take. <laughs> she was one of the lap dancers. So um, I think... What's up, Stormy? That maybe aged like milk a little bit, oh. because, because what she got into. But well, over, overall... I mean, did she come out and sort of like advocate for herself? Yeah, well, I mean... We're pro-Stormy Daniels, right? Yeah, yeah. uh, But you mean like her as a stripper? Exactly. Well, not even that. Just uh, what What some of the stuff that transpired. Yeah. Um, But I also, the one thing that did stick out to me after looking into it a little bit more was how some of the the women, you know, Allison and Debbie didn't get many jokes themselves. They were always laughing at the guy's jokes. They didn't get to... You know. Yeah, and it's the same, similar to what I was saying before. Like, I don't feel like they ever had, like, their worlds built out around yep. them. Yep. So, I would be all for that if they had that movie where, you know, they had a little more life behind them, those two characters. Totally. I mean, yeah, I think, I do think it aged like milk. And I say that, you know, reluctantly because I do really love Judd Apatow and I would love to work with him someday. And all these people, I think they're all fantastic. But I do think... You know, it's similar to a lot of the movies we talk about. Like, I know they existed in the time period that they were, like, hilariously funny. And I still think they're, I mean, like I said, I laughed out loud. But I think, and I I wonder what, like, Judd and Seth and Catherine's, I mean, I know Catherine's take kind of maybe, but maybe she's changed Mm -hmm. mine. I feel like I wonder what they would do differently if they were to remake this movie now. Yeah. And stand by on that because everybody's remaking movies. Maybe they will make a new Knocked Up movie. Um, Question for you. Yes. Do they end up staying together? Oh, like, what do I think? What happens after that? I think, uh, I think they have a second child. Really? I think they have a second child. And then I think it all falls apart. I think they're carried along. And then, you know, he's only 23 and he's having a fucking baby. Yeah. I think he hits like 31, 32. And he's like, I don't think this is what I want. But he got a job. He read the baby books. Um, Yeah. One of the scenes I thought was kind of sweet. Um, she was saying that she was kind of dismissive of him and didn't think it was going to work out. And that's why she broke up with them because mm-hmm. they're doing that thing where she's in the delivery room, right? And they're apologizing for mm-hmm. the stuff they did. And she said, you were right for me. Aww. And I never, right? She, I think I missed was, that. Yeah. She was saying basically, you know, coming up with these ways that this wasn't going to work out, but he, he is right for her. Yeah. And, you know, they do love each other. So I think they, yeah, no, I think they had a second baby. I think they had hard times and good times. And then he hits 30 something and he's like, I can't do this anymore. And he gets a studio apartment with bunk beds for his kids. <laughs> and, uh, I think he gets like a male order bride wife. Yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe not. Maybe he meets someone. I think he moves somewhere. He's like, okay. I live in Paris now Paris with my French wife or uh-huh. like Thailand, Thailand, yeah, teaching okay. English. Okay. Writes a book. <laughs> baby book baby book <laughs> what do you think happened um i think they stayed together 
and No More Kids, mm-hmm. and it was career-oriented for her with E, and she carved out a nice career for herself. I just wish I had more on his side. What do you think he stays like with his friends? Career. What happens to his friends? Yeah, I think he. I think he stays. They invented with them. Google, <laughs> and become tech millionaires. Yeah, and Martin Starr is actually in Silicon Valley, so that's yeah, like the crossover. Yeah, but I did like it. Jay was like, "This is another member of our crew." Yeah, and so I think they all stay tight and just keep the one baby. Okay. And this, you know, and they just like they that. work it out. It's a roller coaster. I like choose all relationships your are. future. Yeah. Yeah. I like yours better, yeah. but I'm just a child of divorce, so I'm a cynic. So am I. And yet, a romantic. I try. Um, okay, well, this is the part of the podcast where we choose a random member of the crew. I will mm. go first. I choose Carla Lewis to shout out. Snaps for you, girl. Uh, she was in extras casting for this movie. Um, and there were quite a few extras, actually, if you look around. Uh, and she went on to do... Uh, extras casting for like Modern Family, Fresh Off the Boat, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Life in Pieces. So she's still very much working and I think it's great. I think people don't realize how massive casting is. You know, I know you're an actor, so we've talked about like how creating relationships with casting agents is huge. Happy for you casting friends. It's a pretty thankless job. You could make and break someone's career. Like if you believe in someone and you keep putting them up for auditions or you keep like putting them in stuff, putting them in front of people, you are a kingmaker and nobody knows who you are necessarily. But Carla Lewis, I see you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your contribution to this film and all the other work that you've done. For sure. And who you got. Um, I have Lauren E. Polizzi. She's the art director and worked in the art department on this film. So she worked on Forrest Gump, Jurassic Park, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which are some of my favorite Marvel movies, Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, and I just think it's a very important part to, to do things like that in a film. And like you same thing as you were saying, some of these people don't get the credit and recognition that they need and deserve. And just thank you, Lauren, for all that you contributed, especially with those monster movies that you have worked on. Yeah. We appreciate you. And that's it. Uh, thanks for listening, you guys. You can follow us on Instagram at agelikemilkpodcast. You can email us at agelikemilkpodcast at gmail.com. Please send us your suggestions. We appreciate them. We see you. We have a lot of friends suggesting to us. As we grow our following, more and more fans will come and tell us. Um, For now, that's pretty much it. So check your fridge. Make sure it's not spoiled. And gross milk is gross. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.